Hi guys, welcome to the News Political Podcast. I'm Emma Lato and I'm joined with... Nora Minever And Esme Anderson. Let's start off with the SNP. So they have appointed new auditors as the deadline looms. So let's talk exactly about what auditors actually are. So auditors inspect organisations' financial accounts to ensure they're correct and comply with the law. However, there is more concern over the financial trust with the SNP. How will the SNP regain this? So the previous auditor quit in September 2022 and the new First Minister did not know about this information until appointed. Nicola's husband sent in £100,000 in June 2021 to the SNP of his own money to help out with cash flow issues after previous month's Scottish candidate election. However, later it was alleged there was no record of what was done with this money. It was just a little bit suspicious, like, and it has been obviously for a while, and I feel like the more we find out, the more dodgy it sounds. Um, I think it's just like the way that the party aren't really being truthful with each other, never mind the public, is like kind of worrying. The fact that the Prime Minister didn't know about the resignation when he stepped into the position is just kind of crazy like you just you wouldn't expect that within like a party that's just so like well regarded in this country yeah yeah I mean if I had to visualize it I feel like everyone in Hollywood at the moment has no idea what's going on has no idea what anyone else is doing um it feels like a like a huge lack of communication it doesn't seem like um anyone's kind of getting along actually um you know you have people resigning and then people resigning because people are resigning yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know and and we don't have any kind of um backstory to it either there's they just it's gone in a second and you know we move on to the next thing so I think that what the public honestly is looking for is for them to just clarify what is going on why why is it happening what have they done Um, and what it should the public be looking out for you know and I think also when you talk about internal members I mean weeks earlier MP Douglas Chapman had resigned as a party treasurer saying he had not been given the financial information to do his own job questions were also raised after the SNP account had shown £97,000 at the beginning of 2020 so, with this new information, the deadline is the 31st of May this month to submit their account records. If they fail to do this, they will be fined £1.2 million and this money comes from the public funding. So, let's see how the SNP handle this one as it will be very telling. Also, Stephen Flynn, the Westminster's group's leader, said he's now confident that the deadline would be met, but previously told the BBC the party was having problems finding new auditors and that he could not guarantee it would be able to meet the 31st of May deadline. So, how confident are they? Let's see. I think, like, a lot of... I'm just adding this as well. Just um, the Tory leader, um, Douglas Ross, he was also saying that um, the real priorities of the SNP are being ignored by um, the new Prime Minister and his government because they are distracted by the whole meltdown of the party. Um, which honestly I kind of agree with like it is just it constantly feels like here's another thing that's going wrong here's another thing that's going wrong like we're never actually hearing about things that are going right things that they're actually doing we're just hearing about all this kind of like drama (laughs) well yeah I mean news is just saturated with 
all of this S and P, you know, money fraud, whatever is going on behind the scenes. But um, yeah, I definitely agree with Esme. I think that they need to start to kind of promote, push what they are actually in power to do, um, yeah. and we want to see that. It will be a bit of a claim, probably, but we will see how public trust gets restored. Moving on, the English local elections are happening tomorrow. The Conservatives could lose a third of their seats and could lose control of half of their councils if their vote doesn't go their way. And Labour could become the largest party in the local government, which is a position they have not held in 20 years. And that is if the Conservatives lose a third of their seats. So I think tomorrow's vote in England will be very, very interesting. I think seeing Labour um, in power or having the majority um, is something very interesting, especially for those younger voters in England. Um, they've never really seen Labour um, at its full potential or, you know, in power in that way. Uh, it's always been the Tories, Conservatives. So moving on, the King's coronation, we've been building up to this for the past few weeks. So it's this Saturday, the 6th of May. And we have spoke to people in different universities in Scotland and England. So let's hear their different viewpoints on what young people have to say. We spoke to Abby Price, Zuha Martaza and Yasmin Taylor to hear about their thoughts and plans for this Saturday. I don't feel I need to particularly celebrate it because in Scotland it doesn't seem to be as much of a big-ish um, like event than it is when we're in England. Um, when I'm back at home, I feel like people celebrate it more and you have like street parties, but here you don't really celebrate it and thus I don't feel like I need to celebrate it. Uh, my parents don't really celebrate it, but I think we'd maybe like watch a bit on the TV. Yeah. But we'd probably use the bank holiday to do our own thing that isn't involved with the coronation. But I do hope they bring a new sandwich flavour out. Like the coronation chicken, but something different. Um, the coronation is a pretty big deal at my university. There's going to be a few picnics and a screening of the coronation, so I might p- uh, participate in a few of those. Yeah, so I'm actually having like a little coronation watch party. It's on Saturday at my flat, and people are just going to come around in the morning, and we'll have it on in the background, and we'll have some baking and some drinks and stuff. I think from like half eleven until he's actually crowned, um, people can just come and go as they please, and it'll be be a good time I think. Well I grew up in like a little village um, where like lots of these things become like community events and stuff and my family um, are big fans of the royals and I wouldn't say I'm a royalist myself but I do think it's a significant like historical event and I think it's be really interesting to watch like all the ceremony and like how it works and stuff. I'm a big history fan so I just find that fascinating. Yeah so I think it's, it's quite a mixed bag. There's a lot of different opinions, a lot of people who you know, like, it's just what they're used to. Like, they're used to, say, if they were at home, they might be celebrating. Like, just, like, things like the Jubilee, you know, I think. Stuff like that. They might regularly do that at home, but maybe now that they've moved away, they've kind of gotten their own sort of views on what they think about, you know, the monarchy and everything. I find that in Scotland, like, a lot of the shops around about are kind of filled with coronation things at the moment that are very much untouched. Like, Mm -hmm. especially in sort of student areas out here, I would say. Like, the shop next to me, it doesn't really look like there's, you know... Yeah, no one's really talking about it, really. Like, no one's really, like... Like, I don't know of anything going on that's, like, coronation-related within, like, my group of friends, just because it's not something that 
really is relevant to us. I think I might like you know have like a watch because obviously it's like a massive. I'll turn it on because it's like a big moment in history. Obviously. Yeah, it's a historical moment. Yeah, definitely. I think it's obvious to see with, um, you know, Charles and the Queen the difference in public opinion in, um, you know, people just showing up. I mean. Uh, obviously the queen's coronation was at a different time and a different date and so there's a lot of you know contextual values that are behind that but in terms of Charles he's got a lot of um, controversies backlash um, and so I think that there's more of a divide on in terms of um, people not wanting to see it because they've got plans um, and then people who don't want to see it because they don't like him um, and so, yeah, I think that that'll be, um, I think that the royal family should, uh, you know, they should, ex- you know, expect that there isn't going to be, you know, they're not going to see what the queen had, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sure he knew that as well, because like, yeah. the queen was just so loved by like a lot of people, like in our sort of like grandparents generation, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just I mean, not, yeah, like, she same. was she was the symbol of like the Commonwealth, World War, World War Two. Um, she had that sort of you know solid framework behind her mm-hmm. that we all know her for. But yeah. personally, I mean, in you know Charles, there's not much behind him. And we might see another person come to the throne. Well, probably in our lifetime as well, which will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's probably obviously it's not going to be the same amount of time that he'll be reigning as the queen so it's interesting because we've never known a time where we've had a king yeah very different we will see how the english local elections results come in over the next upcoming days and the coronation this saturday thank you guys very much for listening thank you thank you